Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, this is the Hand and Roar creator and host Andy Barge here with a quick message before this episode starts. I'd like to share with you that I've written a book about the Scotland men's team's journey to Euro 2020 and it's being released with Pitch Publishing on the 20th of February. It's called A Nation Again and it features exclusive conversations with and the memories of more than a dozen members of the squad and staff who navigated the Nations League group and playoffs to get us back to a major tournament. So the book begins at the point Gordon Strachan leaves his position after the draw in Slovenia and culminates with a shootout win in Belgrade and it charts all the ups and downs along the way. So if this sounds like it's up your street, the book is available to pre-order just now. There should be a link on the Hand and Roar Twitter page, but you can also just Google A Nation Again Pitch Publishing and you can follow the first link onto their website and it'll give you a few options from there. So I'm excited about this, nervous as well, I suppose, but I've had great encouragement since announcing it. It was around 18 months of hard work, so it's really appreciated. Thank you to everyone for that. And if you decide to pick it up, I hope you enjoy reminiscing about a fairly turbulent but ultimately successful few years for the national team. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Look, it slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Quick fire and tries it down now. Long we over. What a goal! What a goal! saved it in. Ferguson, don't place again, it's there, and here comes up, chance goal, Scotland have scored, it's Andy! To the Hand and Roar podcast, the final quarter final of the Hand and Roar Scotland quiz. We have Neil Doherty up against Ben Ramage. Neil, the author of France 98 Scotland Story, and Ben, journalist for the Paisley Daily Express and SFSA contributor as well. So, this should be a great episode, a great contest between two guys who are very knowledgeable about the Scotland national team, no matter how self deprecating and modest they might be. And their introductions, don't let them downplay it because I know that these two are very passionate about Scotland. You'll definitely be aware of Ben um, if you're a regular regular listener to the podcast. Neil, you've been on a couple of times, but it's good to have you involved with the quiz. Welcome along. Thanks, Andy. Much appreciated. Um, I was just saying off camera there for somebody trying to sell books on the Scottish national team. This could be a potential banana skin, but I'll give it my best. <laughs> well, it is your specialist subject. We'll come to that in the fifth round. Ben, you, you've been pretty nervous. You've been sending me, you know, in your messages, little emojis with the monkey over his eyes and stuff just about your chances here. So how are you feeling? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just I like in a quiz when you have other people on the team, whereas this is very much all on you. So I just feel like there's a, there's a bit of pressure. And you just don't, I don't want to say anything too stupid that comes back to haunt me. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> going to try and keep it sensible and uh, respectable if that's my target. Well, the, the way the quiz is going to work is five rounds. The first round is the career paths round. Second round is higher or lower cap count. Third round is the lineup round where you have to name players from a famous Scotland game. Fourth round, who scored? And then the fifth round is the home and away where you have the opportunity to steal points 
from your opponents should they fail to get their own question. So we'll start with round number one then, logical place to be, the career paths. Now what I need first though is who's going to go first or choose to go first or second. Now I just need to kind of stay on my toes here because it's the first person to shout out wins so it can be pretty close. Who scored Scotland's only goal at Euro 2020? Callum McGregor. There you go. Ben, straight in with that. So you can choose to go first, and if you do, that means you'll get the first crack of the whip in three of the five rounds, or you can put the pressure on Neil and force him to go first. It's a big moment. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll go first just to get it over with. Okay. So the career paths round, they they start, they're supposed to start with um, relative ease and getting progressively harder. So I'll give you the year that they started their career, the year that they finished their career, and the clubs in between. The clues, if you need them, are cap count and the years that they played for Scotland, or I can give you their position. You get to choose one of them, and that takes it down to a half point should you feel you need a clue. All right. So first up for you, Ben. 1979, St. Johnston. Sunderland. Rangers, Kilmarnock, where he retired in 2001. Gordon Shear made an interesting point on the last one where, you know, that, that this, I could make this round a lot easier by giving the the length of time they maybe spent at a, a club or two. But I think the there should, again, I, I'll say the same to you as I said to the other guys, there should be enough strands um, of info between the clubs that they've represented that you can maybe tie it together. Yeah, the Rangers and Killy thing is making me think of Chris Boyd, but I know that that's too early. Um, Sunderland. I'll give you, I'll give you it again, Ben. 1979, St. Johnston, Sunderland, Rangers, Kilmarnock, where he retired in 2001. See, it concerns me that this is the easy one. <laughs> um, but uh, I might get a position, please, because I'm struggling. Position, centre forward. Neil, how are you getting on here? You're a Kelly fan. Do you have the faintest? Yeah, not. Oh, the There's the no stealing, though, so this this doesn't get passed over to Neil, so chill out, Ben. All right, okay, that's good. Um... Just on the time, I still, I don't think this is right, but I'll say Jackson. No, the answer is Ali McCoist. Should have got Ali Sunderland, actually. Ali McCoist, and this is kind of what Gordon Shear was alluding to in the last one. 15 of that 22-year career, 15 years were spent at Rangers. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking too much about the Sunderland and the Kelly, but... There you go. Well, now over to you, Neil, for your first one. You're saying you would have got that. Uh, Let's see if you can get this one. 1970, Tottenham. Loan at Montreal. Middlesbrough. Loan at West Adelaide. Liverpool permanently. Sampdoria. Rangers, where he retired in 1991. Sunis. Straight in, Graham Sunis. Well done. Hallie for Neil. Ben, don't let yourself get up, uh, get into a catch up situation after two questions here, mate. So. Well, <laughs> it might, might happen, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Question number two for Ben. 2002. Rangers, Spurs, Sunderland on loan, 
Aston Villa permanent, loans at Nottingham Forest, Real Mallorca and Bolton retired at Aston Villa in 2019. I'm going to say Alan Hutton. Yeah, well done. You, you you should be confident with that one, and you are. Well done. Tally for Ben. Alan Hutton is correct. Okay, let's move to your next one, Neil. 2003, Kilmarnock, Rangers, Everton, Norwich, Hearts on loan, Hearts permanently, where they retired in 2021. Him again, Andy, please. Kilmarnock 2003, Rangers, Everton, Norwich City, Hearts on Loan, Hearts Permanent, where he retired in 2021. Stephen Naismith. Well done. Two from two for Neil. Ben, question number three for you. You're one behind. 2002, Hibs, Rangers, Norwich City, back to Hibs, Dunfermline Athletic, where he retired in 2021. Remember, you've got your clues there, should you need them. So I think I've I've got a name for the Dunfermline bit is kind of throwing me. So that, as you know, that could have just been like for six months or a season. Can you give me the teams just once more? Sure. Okay. Hibs, 2002. Rangers. Norwich City. Back to Hibs. And then Dunfermline, where he retired in 2021. I'm going to say McGregor. Can you specify first name? Is it Darren? Darren McGregor. No, the answer is Stephen Whitaker. So that's a couple wrong for you, Ben, in the opening round. Did you have oh any idea for that one, Neil? Yeah, but I got Whitaker. You would have got that. Okay. So you seem like you're breezing through this. Neil, let's see how you get on with this one. 2003. Hearts, Wolves, Ipswich, Hearts again, Dundee on loan, Wraith Rovers, where he retired in 2022. That's Christoph Bera. Well done, Neil. Ben, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, mate. I know you would have got that one in your sleep. I know, but you can't be giving me hearts ones. <laughs> I would appreciate it. <laughs> right, okay, so this is the part of round one where it's supposed to get slightly harder. So, Ben, you either need to roll your sleeves up here or hope that Neil doesn't increase the disparity between you because he's 3-1 up just now after three questions. Okay, here we go. Ben, your question four. 1997, Newcastle. While at Newcastle, he had loans at Blackpool, Bradford City and Leeds, Sunderland permanently, Burnley, Wigan, Birmingham City, Toronto FC, where he retired in 2015. Toronto? Uh, what, when, was the, when did he end? Sorry, 2015? 2015. I'll run through it again for you just so you can jot it down. So, 97, Newcastle. While at Newcastle, he had loans at Blackpool, Bradford and Leeds. Sunderland permanent, Burnley, Wigan, Birmingham City and Toronto FC, where he retired in 2015. Uh, uh, Neil, you have a quite certain look on your face here. Yeah, I think I would get that. Do you want to tell me what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you want a position? Or a Scotland cap count, maybe? Uh, 
Um, I'm going to go with what I think. What I think it is, because I need I need to make up the ground. All right then, go for it. Take the plunge. Is it Phil Bardsley? No, it's not. The answer is Stephen Caldwell. Oh. Stephen Caldwell, who now works as a pundit for is it ESPN or one of the channels over there. Uh, he was he was part of the coaching staff as well, I believe, for the Canadian national team for quite a while. I did a hand and roar with him during lockdown. Lovely guy. Okay, so and you've got to hope that you can cling on to Neil's coattails here. Neil, your question four, your three one up. It's 2008 Wickham Wanderers Blackpool Sheffield United on loan QPR West Brom where he still plays Hmm. never played in Scotland Um, and still playing Ben, you're tapping your bearded chin with your pen. You unsure on this one as well? Uh, I've got an idea, but it's tough. Is that Matt Phillips? No. It is Matt Phillips. Well done. Oh, wow. Jinx. I almost cheated my mind there. Well done. So that's four out of four for you, Neil. Ben, you have one right so far here is your last one to get a second point of the round 2005 Dundee Burnley loan spells with Scunthorpe and Notts County Sheffield United permanent Wolves Fulham Dundee United and Exeter City where he currently plays on a short term basis short term is in loan no he's permanent sorry it's permanent but I, th- I think it's a short term deal he's signed right Um, I might take a position because I'm struggling. Central I'm midfield. <laughs> um, <sighs> Neil, how are you getting on with this one? Yeah, I think I've got it. I, I just need the clubs again, but I think it's not that I'm, I'll get let Ben concentrate, but I think I've got it. If I'd ask for the clubs again if it was me. I'm going to ask for the clubs again. <laughs> so 2005, Dundee, Burnley. Loan spells with Scunthorpe in Notts County. Sheffield United permanent. Wolves, Fulham, Dundee United, Exeter City, where he currently is contracted. I really should be getting that with the English clubs because, you know, they're big clubs. It's not like he was at, like, wee jobby teams, so... <laughs> the only centre mid like that I can think of is that... Kenny, but I think he's still at a good level, and I don't remember him ever playing for Dundee United. There's no timer on this, Ben, but just have to. I know, I know, mate. I, of... I don't think I'm going to get it. I'll go with that, Tom Kenny, but I know it's it's not right. Oh, you're close, but not close enough. Neil, do you want yeah. to reveal who it was? I think you've got it. Kevin McDonald. It was Tom Kearney's midfield partner at Fulham, Kevin McDonald. Kevin McDonald, not somebody who was overly involved with the national team, to be honest. Just five caps, and they all came in 2018 when Alex McLeish was the manager. But yes, Kevin Dundee and Dundee United. I think he's from Dundee. Dundee and Dundee United at the beginning and end of his career, and then Fulham when he cap. Not a bad career down south. Burnley were Premier League at that point. Uh, Wolves... Uh, they would have been championship probably Fulham he played Premier League so yeah he must have made a fair bit uh, yeah so Kevin McDonald Ben not an ideal first round for you will the gap be extended with Neil here his fifth question get your 
pen handy and your wrist warmed up here, Neil. All right. 2003, Celtic, West Brom, loan spells with Preston, Crystal Palace and Sheffield United, Swansea permanently, Watford on loan, Hearts permanently, St Johnston, Barnet, Dundee, Zebuga Rangers, Air United, Stirling Albion, Edinburgh City, Elgin City, where he retired in 2019. That's cream <laughs> What an absolute mockery you've made of that round, Neil. I think your combined thinking time over those five questions must have been about no more than 30 seconds. Well done. Uh, yeah, five from five. That is Craig Beatty. Ben, there were there was that's another Hearts player. Would you have got that one? Yeah, and the Sterling Albion as well. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a impressive list of clubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, the it hasn't fallen too kindly for you that round, then Ben, with the the Hearts players on the other side of the draw, I suppose. But look, five one to nil after round one. Plenty of time for it to be made back up. No, he, uh, he got those very quickly uh, it's impressive the score is after round one 5-1 oh, hang on a minute what a chance here it's a goal Lee Cassiano Right, round number two. Higher or lower cap count? Neil, you have a chance here to maintain or maybe extend your lead or maybe, Ben, you can claw it back. Remember, we're playing for the semi-finals here to join John Bleasdale, Alan Risk and Gordon Sheik in the last four. Neil, you're up first for this one. The rule is I'll give you a player to start with and the number of caps they achieved or have achieved so far. And then I'll give you another player's name. You have to tell me, do they have more or less caps than the previous player? Simple as that. You get a point for every correct answer. No stealing. So the benchmark here, Neil, you're up first, is Robert Snodgrass on 28 caps. Does Ryan Fraser have more or less? Often. Oh, it's a cracker. <laughs> you, you, you will know if, if you've listened to the previous rounds, the the disparity between these caps is never really that much. It's one side or the other. But it's not a blaringly obvious higher or lower for any of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jinx. I'll remind you again, Robert Snodgrass, 28, Ryan Fraser, more or less caps. Lewis Irons trusted his instinct in this quite a lot last week. He tried not yeah, to overthink it. Yeah, my instinct is lower. You locking that in? Yeah. It's a correct answer. Well done. Ryan Fraser has been capped. 26 times Ben Ryan Fraser 26 caps Colin Cameron higher or lower a man who must be quite close to your heart yeah I think I think Presley's got the record but Cameron must be close in terms of hearts players with caps um, my, I'm going to do the gut thing as well and hope that hope that it works. I'm going to say, uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if I can't stand me anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna say lower. That was my initial thought. That's the wrong answer. Uh... I I am surprised every time I see how many cards Colin Cameron has. Twenty-eight. So same as Snodgrass, the initial one. Cameron must have played quite a lot in the latter stages of Craig Brown, probably. Would that have been the uh, really the time for Colin Cameron, maybe at the start of Bertie Volk's that push? Um, maybe just before my really proper memories of Scotland um, as a youngster. So, yeah, Colin Cameron, 28. Neil, chance for you to get a wee bit further ahead here. Colin Cameron, 28. Gordon McQueen, higher or lower? I'll just go higher on instinct. Well done. 30. Ben, Gordon McQueen, 30. Stephen O'Donnell, higher or lower? I know he's around that mark because I used to write about it all the time. Um, uh, I'm going to say higher, but with no confidence at all. It's wrong again, I'm afraid. It's oh, Stephen O'Donnell lower on 26. 26? Oh, God, that wasn't as close as I thought it was. Okay, Neil, Stephen O'Donnell, 26. Charlie Nicholas, higher or lower? Old school here. Charlie Nicholas, on instinct, lower. Yeah, Nicholas was only capped 20 times for Scotland, which seems quite unreasonable um, from the way I see it, unless there's something that happened with him and the Scotland coaches that I'm not aware of. Okay. So Charlie Nicholas on 20, Ben, Stevie Crawford, higher or lower? Uh, I am going to say lower with my fingers crossed. Not Stevie Crawford was oh, higher, Ben. Jesus. This is not going well. You know it's not going well when you can't even get a 50-50 question right out of three going. <laughs> Stevie Crawford I, has 25 caps. I think it's time for me to retire. <laughs> Alan Hansen for you, Neil. Hansen? Yep. Stevie Crawford, 25. Alan Hansen, higher or lower? I've got all the old school ones. Hansen's in and around there. I know that, uh, obviously, because that's the, the theme. There's not much in it, I think. Hansen might be about level with the Donald. I'm going to go higher, but only just by one cap. Yeah, is correct again. Well done. Alan Hansen has 26 caps for Scotland. Okay, Ben. Alan Hansen, 26. Stephen Presley, higher or lower? I think he's higher, but at the moment yes well done that's your first point of this round Stephen Presley is higher on 32 over to you again Neil you're looking for your second full house out of two rounds Stephen Presley 32 Stephen Fletcher higher or lower hmm think higher by a couple of caps I'll work in higher yeah well done another correct answer Neil you are really laying down a marker here it's 33 caps for Stephen Fletcher so one more than Stephen Presley Ben you can claw another one on the board Stephen Fletcher 33 Ryan Christie higher or lower Oh, I'm really on the fence on that one because 
he has been around for longer than you think, so he's and he has played a lot. Uh, I'm gonna say lower. No, another one wrong, Ben. The answer is higher. Ryan Christie has 35 caps so far. I think he's on a one-way collision course with the rule of honour for sure, Ryan Christie. Okay, so after two rounds, it's a comfortable lead for Neil so far. 10-2. So many bookings in the game. Was, was, the, was the, the attitude of the players a problem? No, you know, it was a big fight for, for both teams and I think it was a lot of... Christian! Christian! Well, a little trouble in the tunnel there, but that reflects, I think, the way the, feels, the players feel about this defeat. Round number three is the lineup round, where you will have the chance to list as many starters from a fairly famous Scotland game as you can. If you name a player that's that was on the bench, whether they came off the bench or not, you won't lose a life, but you'll get the chance to guess again. You start with two lives. The first person to run out of their lives loses. And the other person will get two points. I strongly advise using your pen and paper here and completing the formations as you go along. I will not be revealing any clues about positions that you're lacking in or about any players that aren't that haven't been named yet so Ben you're up first for this one and it's just back and forth back and forth until somebody is out of lives the game that I'm looking for as many starters as possible from is from September 2014 Germany 2 Scotland 1 but Ben, you're up first. Yeah, I was there, so I should should remember some. <laughs> right, I'll go with Anya just to make sure I get at least one right. Correct. Um, I'll go for David Marshall. Correct. I'll go Morrison. Correct. Um, Grant Hanley. Correct. Good start, guys. Last week, Lewis and Gordon got all but one player between Scotland and England 2 2 from 2017. It was Lewis who just fell short in the end in that round. Ben, who's coming to your mind? Uh, Scottish or German player? Yeah, I've got a few Germans, but I'm... Right, I'll go Neuer, just... Yeah, Neuer, correct. Stephen Naismith. Correct. Uh, Thomas Muller. Correct. Tony Crows. Schweinsteiger. No. Let me just absolutely double check this. Just absolutely double check it. Schweinsteiger was not involved, Ben, so not even on the bench. That's a life lost for Ben. Loved. Dan Fletcher. Correct. 
Ben, you're on thin ice, my boy. You can do it. I know, the Schweinsteiger one's thrown me a bit, because I'm wondering... I'm having, I'm honestly having a real hard time remembering who was in defence. Because I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Anya played as like a winger, like as a sort of a fake winger. Five Scottish players left and eight German players left from the lineups. And no bench players named yet for either side. This was September 2014. Right, I'm going to try Philip Lamb and hope that he was playing. Philip Lamb is not involved, Ben, not even on the bench. So Jesus, where was he? Ugh. I don't know. Did Philip Lamb retire after Germany won the World Cup? I believe so. I he left you the trophy and didn't he play again. That would Thanks. explain it then. That would explain be that. that would explain that. So well there you go. Neil, you get the two points for that one. You're the last man standing. I'll run through the, the teams. Ben, here's who you could have named. Well, can I named. so I was gonna say Snodgrass? Uh, Snodgrass wouldn't have been right either. He must have been injured at that point. Russell Martin have, in defence. Yep, you could have named Alan Hutton. You could have named Russell Martin. You could have named Stephen Whitaker. Charlie Mulgrew played centre mid. And on the right side of midfield was young Barry Bannon. Uh, the German team, there are a few names here, to be honest, that don't jump out as much as players like Philip Lamb. So you named Neuer, you named... Thomas Muller and you named Tony Cross. You could have also named Jerome Boateng, who was centre back. You could have named Benedict Howardes, who was centre back. Germany's fullbacks that night were Sebastian Rudy and Eric Durm. Next to Tony Cross in midfield was Christoph Kramer, who'd only made his Germany debut in the World Cup final uh, a few months before that. Alongside Muller in the attacking areas were Marco Royce, Mario Gotze. And Andrea Shirley. Uh, yeah, on the, on the Scotland bench, in case anyone's interested, Alan McGregor, Gordon Greer, Sean Maloney, Stephen Fletcher, Craig Bryson, Kevin McDonald from Career Paths fame in this quiz, Chris Burke, Mark Reynolds, James MacArthur, Gordon, I'm assuming it must be Craig Gordon, although he hadn't. Had he regained fitness at that point? Anyway, uh, Craig Forsyth and Martin, who I think it must be Chris Martin. So, yeah, there we go. Um, the two points go to you, Neil, and you have a lead now that it is going to take some catching. It's 12-2. It was desperation time. Uh, Kenny Miller was really feeling the wrath of the fans. <clears throat> this is interesting, Malky, because we know what happens at the end of this little run. He scores a goal, but... Just listen to the fans on this when he actually gives the ball away, not just once, but twice. Yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunate there, and, and you know, that's one of the few occasions in the evening where the, the Scotland fans did vent their frustration because, to be fair, right to the 97th minute, they were, they were real behind the team. But um, as strikers will tell you, you know, one minute they're, they're miss kicking something, the next minute it's in the top corner and they're a hero. Um, they get the ball in here. Barry Robson again does great on the, the left hand side. Not a great header, but I tell you what, on his left foot, it's a, it's a great finish on target from there. Round four is the Who Scored for Scotland round. I'll give you games that took place between a select time frame, and you have to tell me who scored Scotland's goals. Um, who scored Scotland's goals in a match where one goal was scored for question one, two goals were scored for question two, and then three or more for question three. And it is back to you, Neil. So but these are all between January 2020. Yep, these are all between January 2020 and December 2022. Neil, your first question is, who scored for Scotland? Faroe Islands, nil. Scotland won. In the Faroes, 
October 2021 in a World Cup qualifier. That was Lyndon Dykes, the last, really near the end. It was. Well done, Lyndon Dykes. Ben, who scored for Scotland? Scotland won, Czech Republic nil, in October 2020 at Hamden in the Nations League. I can't believe I can't remember that game. I was October 2020. There. Think of the time frame. October 2020 against Czech Republic in the Nations League. Scotland won. Czech Republic nil. A lovely goal it was as well. There are no clues really that I can give you for this round apart from player-centric clues. So I'm just going to stay away from that. I don't think yeah, I've given yeah. any clues in this round in previous quizzes either. So. You'll just have to take a shot in the dark if you're unsure. I'll go Ryan Christie. I thought you were going to say it there. It was Ryan Fraser. It was a, a lovely kind of reverse through ball from Dykes and Ryan Fraser slipped it under the goalkeeper. It was only, well, it was definitely in the open 10 minutes of the game, maybe even five minutes. And that was when we had that little run when we were shite for so long and then all of a sudden we strung these wins together before the playoff. And uh, in, in Serbia. So, yeah, uh, no point for you there, Ben, I'm afraid. Neil, Scotland 2, Netherlands 2, and Faro in June 2021 in a friendly. Yeah, um, Jack Henry and Kevin Nisbet. Uh, well done, that's another two points. I, I, yeah, in, in case you hadn't picked up on last week, I am now scoring this round point per goal scorer rather than point per completed answer. I felt that was unfair the way that I started doing it when we had the quiz. Yeah, okay, pre Euro. Yep, two Euros. Yep, pre Euro 2020. Just after we had played, or before or after we'd played Luxembourg. Uh, Europe. Then for Moldova, nil, Scotland, two. In Moldova. November 2021 in a World Cup qualifier. It was a big game for us. I think this was the one that actually confirmed the second place or the playoff, did it? I think so. Oh, my mind is honestly just blank. Uh... Moldova nil, Scotland 2, November 2021. Uh, I'll go with Che Adams for one of them. That's correct. And I'll go John McGinn. No, it was Nathan Patterson with a cracking goal. Left foot. Mm. Left foot driven across goal. I thought he got the assist in that one. Or did he also get the assist for the Adams one? Yeah, he got the assist as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He put the ball back for Adams. And it was McGinn that assisted Patterson, I'm sure, with a little back heel for, for his goal. Mm. So you get one point there, Ben. Uh, okay, Neil, who were Scotland's three goal scorers in Armenia 1, Scotland 4, in June 2022 in the Nations League? I'm strong at two. Yes. We were playing in that light blue away top. Um, right. Armstrong scored the first two. And then it was John McGinn and Shea Adams in the second half. Yes, well done. You you have a one hundred percent record so far. Superb. That's What's my correct, record record like Andy? <laughs> Ah, I don't really want to see. About <laughs> well, you have the chance for three more points here, okay? So, Ben, Scotland three, Israel two, in October 2021, in a World Cup qualifier. Hand in your membership badge if you don't get this one. 
Well, I missed that game, actually. I was actually down in England. <laughs> um, but I do remember it. Was it McTominay with the winner? McTominay is correct, yeah. Um, McGinn? He scored Scotland's first of the evening. And... This goal was personally my favourite goal of that campaign, the one that you're trying to guess. Mine was the McGinn goal, one of my all-time favourite Scotland goals, that McGinn goal. In that game? Oh, yeah, brilliant goal. Yeah. Yeah, I was gutted I missed that one. Because it was really like, that was when everyone was talking about the atmosphere. He just um, curled it into the top corner McGinn. Just, uh, was it Robert? Passed it to him and he just curled it into the top yeah. corner. Beauty. I'm going to say Che Adams, but I'm not convinced. No, it was Dykes, the VAR check. He attacked the ball at the near post and sent it into the top bag. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu kick goal. Yeah, it and was a little karate kick. Oh, yeah. The Harvey went into meltdown, didn't he? They were, they were. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was the moment of that game. I suppose, well, logically, that game, but also the group where I felt right. This this could be on ignition here. When that when that goal got overturned, that, that was brilliant. What I do know, and you'll have to start thinking about this before you start. Yeah, genetically, we're behind. We're the, we're the last campaign. We were the second smallest, apart from Spain. So that means we have to pick a team tonight that kind of try and combat the height and strength. Even at that, we couldn't combat the height and strength at set place. So genetically, we'll have to work at things. I don't know, we get big women and men together, see what we can do. Um, but it is a problem for us because we have to fight harder for every ball and jump higher than anybody else because it's easier for these kind of guys. I don't. I, I think what you'd be relying on here, Ben. This is the beauty of the the home and away round is that you're still in this um, because if Neil doesn't do so well in his and you end up stealing his points, then you can claw this back, provided you do well in your own one. Uh, let me just double check. So the the best. I think you're clutching at straws there, Andy. <laughs> no, it, it maybe, but technically it's not over yet. If Neil gets all of his wrong and you steal his <laughs> answers and get all of yours correct as well, then you could win this. So, Very, and you're up we first. Yeah, we, it never takes someone's hope away from them. That's sometimes all we've got. And as Scotland fans, we're well used to that. Yeah. So you are up first here, Ben. It's the specialist subject round. The score is 18 Five to Neil. Are we getting ready for something spectacular or will Neil see this out? So the home and away round, specialist subject round, whatever you want to call it. You get a point for answering your own question correctly. If your opponent fails to get their answer correct, it comes to you. And if you then answer it correctly, you get two points. Ben, your specialist subject is James McFadden. Here's your first question. Here's your first question. He's your Scotland hero. Don't let him down. Don't let yourself down. Who did McFadden play a 1 2 with for his goal against Holland? Uh, That was a very young Darren Fletcher, I think. It was Darren Fletcher. Well done. Good start in the specialist subject round. Maybe the comeback is on. Now, we saw in the very first instalment of the Hand and Roar quiz there was an author named John Bleasdale who chose his specialist subject as Scotland at Euro 92. Incidentally, the very topic he wrote the book about. We have deja vu here because Neil Doherty has chosen France 98, Scot- uh, sorry, has chosen France 98 as the author of France 98 Scotland story. So pressure's on Neil. You should be able to see this out. Here's your first question. Who was filled to win the penalty against Brazil in the opening game? That was Kevin Gallagher. That's the correct answer. Uh, When I was giving these questions, or giving 
the Euro 92 questions to John I thought I made some of them really hard and he swatted me aside really with with no qualms whatsoever so uh, we'll see if history repeats itself Ben McFadden's final goal for Scotland was a mazy dribble from the halfway line at Hamden in September 2009 who was it against? Uh, it was Macedonia, I believe. That's correct. You just wish the whole quiz could be about James McFadden. And Hearts players. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the real quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back for that one. <laughs> Neil, in which three cities were Scotland's group games in France 98? Well, the first game was in Stade de France in Paris. The second game was in Bordeaux against Norway, and the third game was in Saint Etienne against Morocco. Well done, three from three, and that's a point to nil. Ben, sticking with a French theme here for James McFadden, who was in goals for France when Fadi scored a screamer in Paris? Uh, uh, I think it was Landru. Yes, it was. Well done, Mikel Landru. Famous, com- uh, famous commentary line. I think it was Peter Martin. Pick it out, Landru. France nil, Scotland one. At a much higher pitch and <laughs> electric tone than that. Uh, yeah, actually, it kept getting further and further out as well. It was like from 30, from 40 yards, it was like getting further and further out. <laughs> Neil, I'll accept to either side of the correct answer here because it's very specific. In which minute was Craig Burley sent off against Morocco? Oh man. I'll accept two either side. Oh. So it was a it was approaching. Let me think about this. Remember, if Neil doesn't get this, Ben, you have a shot in the dark. Unless you know it. <laughs> I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> Um, I'd very much be going off Neo's guess, I think. Right. Let me think about this. This, this is genuinely the first time that I think Neil has been really tested in this quiz. <laughs> it's an impressive, impressive performance. I'm struggling to place this red card. Um, So I'm going to go for the oh jeez oh um... <laughs> the, the, the quiz is pretty much wrapped up if it it, it must be so that, this, he's chasing the 100% record here aye I'm going to go for the 50 first minute oh so close Neil so close sorry mate the, the answer is the 54th minute which means I could only accept between 52 and 56 really 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 good effort though to get that close well done well no steel oh fuck no steel I think I think I've done that a couple of times to be honest Ben um Andy I'm gonna let you off because I don't if the quiz quiz was closer then uh Yeah, then I think we might have something to say about that. So to be honest, I'm off the hook there as well. I need to keep my keep a lid on to be honest. I've done that a couple of times. Um, but yeah the answer was uh it's fifty four, so I could have accepted fifty two to fifty six. Okay, Ben, how many goals did Faddy score in Euro two thousand and eight qualifying and who did he score against? Oof. Jeezy peeps, man. Hmm. I'm sure. I think he went on a run and he scored three in a row. Um, 
like three games in a row, so I'm just trying to work out if there was any either side of that. I think there probably was. So do you need the the teams as well? How, how, yeah, how, how many he scored and the, the teams that he scored against. So he scored against France, he scored against Ukraine, he scored against Lithuania. I think they were all in a row. And I think he scored once in at uh, the start as well. Um So you just need to remember the opposition point if you think that's the case. Did he maybe score against Lithuania home and away? I need well lock lock in your answers, you're you're kinda of half throwing them at me so lock in your answers and, and let me know what you think I'll go for that so he scored against France Ukraine and Lithuania twice so four overall that passes to Neil I'm just going to go for three then France Ukraine and Lithuania three goals also wrong Ben the answer is four but the other goal you were thinking of came against Faroe Islands at Celtic Park. Faroe Islands. Those Faroe yeah. He scored the second. He scored the second. It was a nice touch at the edge of the box and then kind of passed it into the, the corner. Oh. Uh, so no points on that question. Neil, get your pen and paper handy. Name Scotland's eight goal scorers. In World Cup '98 qualifying. Okay. So, Kevin Gallagher. Yes. Um, Dan Jackson. Yes. Gary McAllister. Yes. David Hopkin. Yes. Hmm. So I need to go through the games one by one. Um, Gordon Jury. Yes, that's five. Um, John Collins. Yes. What am I at? Six of the eight? Six. Yep, you've got six out of eight. You've named Collins, Jackson, Gallagher, McAllister, Hopkin, and Jury. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think through the games one by one because I can't be missing two. This is uh, Tom Boyd. Yes, well done. One more to go. You've made light work of this. <laughs> and if you if you say the wrong player here. It goes to Ben, who only needs to say the right player um, to complete the list to steal the points. Kevin Gallagher, um, Jackson. I'm trying to think the game. Um, I know I know you're very well versed in this topic, so I'm not going to remind you of our opponents or anything. I, I trust mm-hmm. you. You have that knowledge inside there. Yeah, I do. Um, so, Estonia away was a 0-0 draw. Estonia at home was Tom Boyd and an OG. Belarus at home was Jury and... No, it wasn't. Belarus at home was... I need to do this methodically, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, with Gallica got two and Hopkins got two. Austria at home... Gallica got a double. Austria away was nil nil. Sweden, John McGinley. John McGinley, well done. There it is. I can <laughs> see the cogs turning. Well done. Well done. Scotland's goal scorers in World Cup '98 qualifying: Collins, Jackson, McGinley, Boyd, Gallica, McAllister, Hopkin, and Jury. Ben, you're a great answer. Yeah, that's solid stuff. And Ben, your last question of the quiz the SFA 
had to lobby to FIFA to get a goal credited to James McFadden because it had been given to another Scotland player. Which goal was it? And uh, it, 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 was, it, it wasn't as such like a case of mistaken identity. It was that two players were both going for the ball um, and they must, FIFA must have thought the other player put it in, but it was, it was McFadden. I remember that. Ugh. I think Neil's got it. He's got a wry grin on, uh, on his face there. Um. It was in... No, no, I'm not going to bother giving you this. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. My guts, for some reason, I'm getting cold well, so I'm going to go with... I don't. I, I don't need the the other player. I, I want you to tell me which goal it was. The SFA. So so the SFA had to go to FIFA to say, "You're wrong on this. It was James McFadden that scored that," because FIFA had another player noted down as the goal scorer. And the reason they had the, another player noted down was because it was McFadden and this other player both going for the ball at the same time to put it into the back of the net and McFadden got the final touch but FIFA or the match officials or whatever must have assumed it was the other player that got the final touch so the SFA had to go to FIFA to say no that's wrong it was it was McFadden that got the final touch right so you want the game not the other player yes I want you to tell me the, the, the yeah the yeah I've, I've got which which goal was it so just tell me the the opposition or, or something like that but yeah we, we can be fairly relaxed about this now that the, yeah. the I honestly are. don't know mate I'm just going to pass because I don't know okay do you, do you have an idea Neil? Oh, I know it was Barry Robson with, with, and it was a rebounded penalty but I'm trying to place the game it, it was they both McFadden missed the penalty and mm-hmm. uh, but I the game slid in afterwards mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, do you know the location? It's the, the, the game has escaped me, Andy. Well, uh, I can't give you a point for that then because it was the second goal against Iceland in 2008, away from home. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your final question, Neil, and this should take us nicely to the end of this Zoom call. Rank these members of the 98 squad for how many caps they had at the start of the tournament highest to lowest alright so I'll say that again rank these members of the 98 squad for how many caps they had at the start of the tournament highest to lowest Okay. don't need the number just need the rank Kevin Gallagher Paul Lambert Colin Hendry John Collins and Darren Jackson no Collins was the highest he was on 49 caps because he won his 50th against Brazil didn't he? so he's on 49 ok um, after that you don't need the number of caps no I don't need the number of caps but if you if you do put a foot wrong while you do it player by player here I'll have to interject and, and let you know that it's wrong and it goes to Ben who has the opportunity to try and complete the list OK I'll go Collins Gallica Henry Lambert that's highest to lowest did you name four players there? yeah four players Collins highest Gallica second highest Henry third Lambert fourth there is also Darren, Darren Jackson's also in there oh somewhere. Jackson yeah. oh sorry uh, I only got four on my list sorry Right. Oh, that's a curveball then, because because Jackson he got presented with the wee thing for a twenty fifth cut, so he was on twenty four going into the Brazil game. So, right. So I'll I'll walk in Collins is is the highest. I'll I'll stick with Gallica as the second highest. I'll take oh god, <laughs> these two. These two is tricky. Um, Henry obviously went on to. But at that point, 
How many? Mm. Yeah, I'll go H- Hendry in third place, Jackson fourth, Lambert fifth. Well done. Very, very well done. That's correct. The answer is Collins on 49, Gallagher on 36, Henry on 32, Jackson on 24, Lambert on 12. Neil, that was a, a superb showing. 22 points you've ended up with. Ben, you ended up on eight. A little renaissance towards the end with your specialist subject and the Scotland goal scorers round. It was rounds number one and two that let you down, I'm afraid, mate. Neil, you scored full points in them. You really grabbed it by the scruff of the neck. So you are through to the semi-finals and we'll uh, we'll do the draw in the wee group chat that we've got at some point over the next couple of days to a week. So you're in with Gordon Sheer from the Tartan Scarf, Alan Risk from the Air Force One Twitter page and John Bleasdale, author of Scotland's Swedish Adventure. Neil, a seriously impressive showing. Well done, mate. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Congratulations, Neil. That was a superb performance. Good fun, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.